0: Geek versus dot com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. For the second time this week, first, if you're listening to this, though, I am Chris, not joined by Sean, but I am rejoined. By John, who of course didn't turn off his phone, and now is going to get blown up.
1: Hey guys, that was Welcome actually back. that was actually uh, that was actually from Sean.
0: Ah, uh-huh, what do you say?
1: I don't know yet. Let's see.
0: Uh, for the listeners out there who are wondering what's going on, one, we are a day late because John and I actually recorded this episode last night, but apparently um, the wrong microphone pickup was picked was turned on on my PC, so therefore our quality was just terrible, which is really a shame for you guys because it was an amazing conversation. It was an
1: amazing conversation. Like, we're going to try to do this again. I yeah. think we can.
0: I don't know how. we Like, we didn't argue. We were in sync about everything. I'm done arguing with yeah. you. Uh, we're just going to have discussions from now on.
1: Chris, Sean texted, and maybe... Uh, I don't know what this means exactly. You might. I okay. got. He says I got my Yeti mic to say hey before I'm about to leave. I don't know if he's trying to chime
0: in to the podcast. Let me see. Oh man, I don't know if I can do that. Hold. I'm, uh, you or mean, you could just. Talk. I can just talk. You know, yeah. it's
1: interesting. Um, technically, if you want to get technical, Sean and I both have now missed two recordings.
0: Yeah. So this matters. Stop trying to to weasel your way out and, and get on even footing with them. I know. But yeah, uh, we, we miss you, though.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry
0: I, we have to miss you twice in one week because, no you know. Kidding. Yeah. Because we have to record this again. But
1: but you and I were having a conversation prior to us hitting record, and you made a statement. And everyone makes this statement. I make this statement. We go so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Keep talking. Um Oh, so-and-so-and-so-and-so, if-you-will. What does if-you-will mean? What are, you, what are we saying when we say if-you-will? What do you think, man? I don't know. Okay, then. Write to us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> I, I just realized I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Um, are we try- Are we trying to get him hooked in or something? Yeah, but I've got, like, Search for things. This is not a good thing to have Chris to have to do on the fly.
1: Chris is currently going through his drawers.
0: That's the way to say it.
1: But yeah, we're, uh, I don't know if we want to call this technical difficulties. See guys, what's happening right now is I think Sean wants to, uh, well, he's not here uh, for the record. He's not here. I think he wants to chime in from his computer at home, and I think we're just checking to see if we can do that.
0: I don't know if I can. Hold on. Talk about your life. My life. Talk about uh, how your last two weeks been because people missed you.
1: Hey, my last two weeks have been uh, really rough. We uh, we placed an order for. Well, actually, let me let, let me let me backtrack. A few years ago. Um. I proposed the idea of... Uh, I, I said to my wife, Hey, honey, why don't we get a king size bed? Hold on, Chris. Your is, wife. There we go. <laughs> why don't we get a king size bed? And she looked at me so adoringly and said, Because I'd miss you. Which I thought was really, really sweet. About six months ago, uh, she says to me, out of the blue, I think it's time we get a king size bed. And I said, Honey... You either don't love, me anymore, you
0: don't love me anymore,
1: or you're calling me fat,
0: both
1: or both. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, we uh, we placed an order for a king size bed, um, and it's the ones that they are that they ship through the mail these days, like in the in the vein of purple and uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, flat, Casper. Casper. But we got some something else. Uh, got great reviews. It's a king size bed. It's supposed to it's supposed to come in today. But what what happened was last week, uh, we were told that uh, everything had been shipped. So we got home all excited, and we dismantled our queen size bed, the bed frame, the bed itself. We just took everything down. It took about an hour and a half, um, and then we started setting up the new bed frame, the new box spring, all that stuff, and then realized. Wait for it. There was no mattress. Ouch. So I've been telling people I've been sleeping in the recliner for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, you guys on the fritz? Are you guys doing okay? I'm like, no, we're fine. My wife's on the couch.
0: <laughs> so, Your wife.
1: But it's been, it should be delivered today. It's a Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It should be delivered today. And hopefully I'll be sleeping in a bed tonight.
0: I'm interested to see if uh, how you like this one. Because I haven't heard about this one, so. Yeah, I want to know, and I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of beginning to hunt for a mattress. Like oh, yeah. I think, like within the next year, I'd like to get a new one. Yeah, I like to actually get a new frame too. That I think is like this is a outdated. smaller.
1: I think this is a smaller company, and my wife's all about supporting supporting smaller businesses. So. All
0: right, we're gonna hit see him. what happens if I hit this button. Is he? I, I can't promise anything. Okay? Is he? Is he there? We'll find. He is online, so we'll see how this goes. Hold on.
1: I'm hearing something.
0: Yeah. If he doesn't answer, though, then it there's was nothing never, I can do. You may call him. The whom you're trying to that's great. Terrible. I mean,
1: maybe that's not what he was trying to say. I don't know. He said, uh... <laughs> I got oh, wait, my...
0: hold on. Hold on. He's calling back right now. What's up? You're Hi. on air.
2: I'm on air right now?
0: You're on air right now. Y'all,
2: were you making fun of me because I didn't answer the Skype call after you set it up?
0: Yeah, I was. You know I was.
2: Well in in classic Sean fashion.
0: Uh hold on a second. I need to turn you up actually.
2: Okay, well I can actually lean in a little bit.
0: Sounds Sounds. audio. I want. Hey John. Hey. How
2: you doing, Boo?
0: I'm good. (laughs) Say something now.
2: Hey, something now. I can actually turn my gain up too on my yeti mic.
0: He's muffled,
1: but I can hear him. Keep going. Well,
2: this this is this is probably fine. Oh, that's We're now feeling, you're good. No, you're good gotcha. now. We're talking over the internet via Skype, you know, hanging out. But in classic Sean fashion, I um, I'm going to meet friend of the show Jeff, who's who's got a trailer. I'm going to pick up a washing machine, and you guys feel free to tell the story of the debacle of said washing issue. But.
0: I feel like this whole week for us
2: as a
1: collective has been a, has debacle. Been a debacle, Yeah, I don't know. My house isn't flooded. <laughs> That's true.
2: That's true. In, in classic fashion, Jeff goes, we got to hurry. My trailer's got no lights.
0: That's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: My trailer's got no lights.
2: I just, I, uh... That's Jeff. It's Well, it's, it's Alabama. It's Jeff. This is what we do. Um, I hope that you guys can actually, I don't know if you've touched on it yet. Mm-hmm. and i don't mean richards i'm talking about the topic of what you guys <laughs> did yesterday oh
1: because in that case no we
2: haven't <laughs> no no uh, chinese finger lock yet <laughs> not yet not yet with richards listeners <laughs> i don't know why i'm acting crazy right now i had a red bull but apparently these guys had the greatest show in the world yesterday we and did then
0: it it was. <laughs>
2: then there was audio issues so i hope you guys can replicate it i just wanted to say hey uh, it's good to have John back. I blame everything on John, as you should. As as we, should. <laughs> it's probably did accurate. Him? Did you Did you tell him a listener said that that's probably what happened? Jeez,
1: no, or I no. didn't.
2: You hadn't told him that bomb yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna want to hear this.
2: Um, we basically uh, let some. We we put it out on Twitter and Facebook that we had some audio issues and we're redoing it. And one listener was like, "It's probably because John was back."
0: Yep. it was a joke. <laughs> it was said in jest. It was accurate.
2: No, <laughs> but uh you know just to cover what we normally do in the opening roll tide chris roll tide uh, john football is um <laughs> hey man uh
1: you can take this however you want uh uh-huh. please tell your mother i enjoyed my time with her today
0: oh to be fair sean uh uh-huh. john when we went to the, to the after show dinner of the failed show that will be the greatest show that was never heard uh from now on <laughs> um john uh Because Georgia is now number one engaged me and he was like, what do you think about this? Because, you know, he wants to get into football, but, you know, he he's he's not, you know, he's admittedly he's not the biggest like football guy out there. So, you know,
1: speaking of that last night, Sean, in case you didn't know, uh, the tortilla soup is back at Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah,
2: I I may have heard rumblings of this and uh, I apologize to anyone listening if you don't have a Chick-fil-A. And your mouth has not got the warmth Oh of man. chicken Dude, that is the it. greatest
1: thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> and I've put some amazing things in my mouth.
0: You have. It's uh, not the biggest thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it is the, is it it the, might be it the may warmest. It might be the warmest. Oh, it gosh. may not even
2: be the warmest. I don't know. Definitely. It has the most
0: beans in it. De- oh, my God. felt like every other bite, there was like 50 of those like white uh, chili beans or wherever they are. So thick and so good. It was
1: so thick and creamy.
0: I know where I'm going after this.
1: You're <laughs> there, you're welcome yeah, to we, join if you want. I love,
2: I love getting a side salad with that soup. It's it's really oh. really good. Oh, you don't yeah. even need that. Oh yeah, yeah. But all right, a nice uh,
1: a nice toss salad will do. That hits the spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: all right, indeed. Well, well, I'll let you guys get on with it. I just wanted to say, hey, hey, man, uh, rock it on, represent. Woo-hoo. And I will I will keep if they care. I'll keep the uh, after you tell the story. If you guys choose to tell the story of what happened to me.
0: Uh, I'll post some, some stuff on the Twitters. Sean because it's
2: quite hilarious. If you guys remember it, it's mm. kind of hilarious.
0: Sean will be uh, back next week to discuss that and also discuss oh. Call of Duty World War II. You <laughs> we see just how I put did. him
1: on the spot. No, I, I, Sean, that was Chris. That, I didn't do it.
2: <laughs> I'm definitely playing Call of Duty. It's going down. Um, there we go. There's no doubt about it. it we, if you notice, we, we went from not having a lot of things to talk about to like we're having to stack things 5,000 through. things. Yeah, so that's if we're a week late, just just remember you're going to get our take on it. Like, that's and, true. And it's, it's the only way we know how to do it, and that's why uh, you listen. So we love you. Hey, Sean. I'm going to get a washer.
1: Uh, Go Chris, do it. Chris did the ultimate head bob. I saw it. Oh, did you? Can you
2: see me, John? I,
0: I can't see you because no, of this big,
1: obnoxious computer.
0: Unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, y'all
2: have a good show. Everybody will talk to you soon. All right, um, Sean. What do I say? Peace out, everybody. You'll yep. say it now. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Your mom's
0: box. (laughs) All right.
1: I mean, we'll get uh, we'll get the whole story, the whole wonderful, hilarious story next week. But basically, uh, Sean's washing machine exploded. Yeah, and
0: with a cascading waterfall (laughs) and his house ceiling,
1: (laughs) and his house uh, flooded. And he's got like my house; he's got a washer and dryer upstairs yeah so that i am now nervous
0: (laughs) i I kind of like thought about that i was like this should just be a testament why you never want a washer or dryer up." well i guess a dryer wouldn't really matter that much. no
1: it wouldn't matter Um, if it burns it burns yeah (laughs) but i guess uh, the
0: flames will get to you faster upstairs for us when we
1: for us when we saw that our house we were like man this is awesome the thing this washer and dryer is right next to our bedroom Mm -hmm. but when you're doing all the laundry you're downstairs and you're like gosh i got to
0: Take Go my upstairs. fat
1: butt upstairs and give no. my phone
0: <laughs> some clothes. The only thing I remember is when we moved into, or when we helped you move into that place, was Jeff just saying, ah, screw it with your washer and dryer and just picking up. Oh, uh, Jeff Schultz? Yeah, and just like hauling it upstairs. Yes,
1: he was a beast that day.
0: And I was like, Jeff's strong. He's very he's, strong. He's really strong. <laughs> like Superman strong. Uh, I would say let's talk about other things, but it's already been 13 minutes. So. Hey, man. Let's let's we'll save all that. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do this topic. Yeah. Topic time. 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 The topic is, and you will hear it when I say it this time. Uh, unlike last night, as say I found out, it. Assassin's Creed Origins. That's the topic. That is a topic.
1: Crap. I play Wolfenstein.
0: The topic is. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that would be funny. That would be so funny. But yeah. Whoops. We're going to do Wolfenstein at some point. Yes, we will. FYI. So just keep keep your eyes out. We still have to figure out if we're going to do something the week of Thanksgiving. We might take that off. But if not, then sometime afterwards, you'll get your Wolfenstein episode. I promise you, along with maybe even a Battlefront episode.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. Maybe a four to seven episode. Ooh. Well, of course
1: we're going to do Battlefront, right? That's just got to be a given.
0: Yeah. I don't know who's getting it though. Oh, really? I'm, I'm probably going to get it the next Friday after when our bonus hits. That's uh, like, I'm, I don't, that's the day I'm picking. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Profit sharing. There, <laughs> you want that? <laughs> um, I had a funny story with that where like me and uh, Jeff had dueling profit sharing calculators and I was looking at it, and I was like, huh, I don't know if this is right. So I reached out to our mutual friend, the one who had sent me the one I was using, Josh, uh, you know, his last name starts in the now. And he comes back and he sends me something. He's like, well, I've actually made a newer one of this. And that was when I realized afterwards that he was actually the author of the other one that Jeff was using, too. And I was like, I should have known because he's the guy who does this. Of course. Yeah. That's my nerd story for this is already going in the tank. We've we've already failed.
1: No, we haven't. We we hit height that Chris, we can never achieve Chris, again. I'm riveted so far. Ooh. I'm hanging on your every word. Ooh. You feel, Ooh.
0: It? You feel it? Penny feels it. That's why she's over here. Oh, that's Wait, weird. what? That's a weird statement. <laughs> uh but yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um I really like it. That's do you, the, do you that's, just like it or do you love it? I love it. Do you? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm amazed how much I love this game.
1: Yeah, I'm amazed too at how much you love this game, and it's actually quite cool for me. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, enjoying this not as a haha, but as a, like
0: no, no. Know? I mean, look, I've never had a hatred on Assassin's Creed, but we've had some arguments about yeah. Assassin's Creed. though. Assassin's Creed is like kind of to me like Ubisoft's Madden. And, and I say that with all respect because, like, Madden is this franchise that it's the king of what it's done. There's a reason why they got the contract that they got yeah. and why yeah. the fact that, you know, it's one of the best-selling sports games every year. Sure. Uh, but the thing is is that there are legacy issues that have plagued that for a long time. Right. And there are times that you're just like god i'm getting to a why point they they fix, need this? you need to address this and when they finally do you're just like oh god this just got so much better yeah. and it kind of felt like maybe we were getting to that point with assassin's creed where it was like why is this an annualized franchise why are you consistently um you know if your whole entire origin stuff like as far as like what the first civilization and in the future and all that means like why are you just going so nonchalant with this now you know like if it doesn't matter then just throw it away you know do whatever you need to do or else figure out something that works because this yeah. is kind of frustrating I, to me. I
1: i definitely see that for me the, the series has always been uh a game that gives me something i want every year it 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 connects me with yeah with a with a historical setting I might not be so down on the historical setting like the French Revolution mm-hmm. um, that, you no,
0: know, that's where freedom got invented. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's fun to say that. To that's, you, that's not where freedom <laughs> got, <laughs> Ooh, got
1: yeah, invented. That's where authoritarianism got Tried to come back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I just love the idea. Like, I'll never forget, regardless of what you think of the game, when they announced Assassin's Creed 3. Sure. And it's setting.
0: Oh, yeah. Everyone went. Eight. I was
1: I was in. I was down. An Assassin's Creed game taking taking place in my favorite one of my favorite periods in history. Mm. That's 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 a definite. And then a couple of games later, I get I get thrown into Victorian era London during yeah. I mean, they're, they're the Industrial Revolution. It's just this this series has given me settings in a historical sense. And if ever somebody tries to tell me something about history, I go, "Hold on, that didn't <laughs> happen in Assassin's Creed.
0: That can't be real. So it
1: can't be real." I, um, but I know, you know, it's gotten long in the teeth over the years, yeah. and there's, there's problems with it that, you know, over the years just got a little bit too, okay, it's 2017, this needs to be fixed.
0: Yeah. To me, it kind of felt like we were getting to the point where it just felt like I was playing the same game in a different city, and that's not a good sure. thing. Like, I think to its credit, when Assassin's Creed started out, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it was meant to be like kind of a Prince of Persia game, and someone said, we can make this better. Uh, being taken away, whatever the issues for the first game were, being taken away and going to uh, classic Jerusalem and all that setting during the Crusades, that's like a really interesting thing. Like you just didn't see games in that kind of setting and going and exploring that time period. So to do that and to be able to walk around in that world and get some sense of what was going on at that time was really cool and original. And then you went from there to uh, the Renaissance, and that was such a juxtaposition Mm -hmm. from the first game and where that was at Mm -hmm. that it felt so cool and like a new revolution. And then we stuck around with that, which was fine because he was a cool character. Um, The American Revolution tried to be, it didn't quite work out, but still, it was a leap. And after that, outside of maybe Black Flags, which still has some ties because of the, Ship combat in the third game, um it started to feel like we were just kind of repeating just moving the setting a little bit like unity and syndicate feel very similar to me, yeah, you know, they just they're they're both one city games and they're both in Europe uh just a couple of hundred years or about a hundred years apart.
1: Well tell me this, Chris yeah, if you were stranded on a desert island, uh-huh and that you knew you could only play one series. And that was Assassin's Creed. But you got to choose only three of those games. Which three would you get?
0: I would probably get AC2. Have to get AC2. Yeah, I think. Um, I would probably get Black Flag. And then I would probably get this one here. Uh, Origins. Those okay. would probably be my three of all of them that I've enjoyed the most. There's just, yeah, you know, the the ship one is... Because like the best part of three was that ship stuff, and then mm. someone took it and said, "We can really make this work." Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Did. I mean, Assassin's Creed doesn't get a,
1: as much credit as it deserves for it. You know, while it the mechanics yeah. can can seem so, so familiar, it's redefined itself at least two or three times. And this for being sure. this being the third time, Assassin's Creed Two re- revitalized it, put a shot in the arm, and then Black Flag came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, that was the one. When that, I saw
1: that game first advertised, I'm like, I don't think I want to play this. This is ships. But when I got my hands on it, I couldn't. I couldn't get enough of it.
0: I always felt bad for that one because it, it sold amazingly. I, I think it sold well, but I think it also took a little bit of a hit because of people the, felt let down from the third one that had come out the year before. Like people, well, the
1: were, third one's the I think the best selling one. Yeah, yeah, by and, far. And
0: that was the that tells you like you know things move in waves. And I always yeah. say you shouldn't judge something necessarily because of. What it did that time, you have to kind of look in context of what came before it, and then what happened afterwards. Like, I think the key to people that Unity had had such a big problem was that Syndicate was well received, much much more well received than Unity ever was. At yeah, launch. I
1: love I'm a big yeah, I love Syndicate, a but lot.
0: it's of the main games that's the least selling one now. Yeah, uh, that's and, true. Yeah. You know, versus here we've already got news here that Origins. You know, you can tell just how much. One, the fact the break probably helped them reset, but two, you know, that Syndicate was a good game that now apparently they've already doubled their sales in yeah. the first uh week or whatever it was for. Well, I think for it's this
1: selling one. at twice the rate, I yeah. think is what it is what they said. Yeah, I they, could be wrong.
0: Like they're I think it was like the first seven days or something like this, this doubled whatever Syndicate did. So, so
1: tell me why um why this one has gotten your attention.
0: Uh I think the big thing is evolution uh, that's why i would tell people i'm like i feel like that year off obviously this game has been in development for a long time like we first heard rumblings back in 2000 i think it was like 14 or 15 that they were playing to do an egypt game uh and i mean this game right about the time syndicate came out we got our our annual leak um from kataku where yes. it's like <laughs> it's gonna be egypt um <laughs> And John was like, it's not going to be that. And it's like, it's going to be that, John. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, it's clear that they took some time and and stepped back and saw what, say, like something like The Witcher, which I think was the open world game that really, of all the ones that have come out in the last couple of years, that's been the one that everyone took a step back and said, we need more of that in in gaming. Um, So it took that. Made a huge impact. And it said, how do we apply that to the Assassin's Creed formula, first off? And second, how do we take things that maybe have gotten just stale or just way too built out in a way that they're becoming almost a joke to themselves, like the crafting system from the last couple of games, which started out as this like really kind of simple thing. And then all of a sudden became this, like, you've got to get all these different things to make all 50 types of combinations. And you really yes. don't have an idea of what the advantage of any of these things are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it got rid of all that and said, no, you just got a couple of things you can craft. You, it's yeah. pretty clear that, you know, the more you get to the higher level, the more it helps you. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then it also took the idea of instead of having a map with a bunch of icons on it just thrown up on the screen that are primarily just collectibles nine times out of 10 instead of doing that let's give you question marks across the map kind of like what witcher does and instead of those just being collectibles those can be a variety of types of side missions that not only uh you know don't have really a plot to them but each have their own gimmick to you and help you progress throughout the game and it leaves you with a sense of wonder because you never know what you're going to get when you get to the next question mark. It could be this temple that you go through and you explore catacombs trying to find an ancient, ancient uh, tablet. It could be a layer of animals which you then can hunt down and use it to crap things later on. It could be a whole entire fort which, you know, you have to, in order to defeat the fort, you have to kill the, the captain, captain of the and- fort and get the treasure. You could do that and that's it. And just leave. Or you could literally go through and murder everyone. You know, it's up to you. <laughs> I and, know what I'm doing. And there's no punishment. Like, there's there's no skill tree that's like, as far as abilities, that's locked off just because you haven't progressed for, far yeah. enough in the story. There's nothing yeah. holding you back. As long as you've gone out there and done something, the game lets you play how you want to play, invest in the things you want to play, and do the activities you want to do. And you will be rewarded for it, and that's that's the thing that got everyone really hype about Witcher, and that's what they seem to have learned now. There's no wrong way or order to play this game. There's only what you want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's why I would say.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely. I, th- I think one of the things that got me uh, got me when, when I when I got this game, it was I, I jumped into it going, I think. I think this is Assassin's Creed, but I'm just not quite sure. It's almost like, you know, and I feel like I'm stealing someone's idea because it was maybe said yesterday, but it's almost like you're um, it's almost like you haven't seen a friend in two years. Yeah. And it's like you get together with that friend for the first time in two years and you know, it's him. But, but it sounds, sounds the same. same. Yeah. It's but a, he's changed a little bit. He's grown as a person. Man. Yeah,
0: it's a friend who moved to, like, a different city. And now, yeah. you know, you might talk to him every day or whatever, but yeah. it's not the same as actually being around.
1: Them. Yeah, so I started playing the game, and that's how I, I felt. I'm like, this has, like, it feels like an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. But it doesn't at the same time. Like, And, and I think I think you would agree on this. Like, the, the game didn't immediately start and grab you from the moment it started. It was no. like, I. Don't know. I I and I guess that's how it was that was for me. I was playing it going, Oh my gosh. Have I been away from this too long that I've that I've basically played it for the first time and gone, I don't know that I've ever liked Assassin's Creed.
0: <laughs> I was just, actually
1: very unsure of myself when I started playing this game. I'm like, have I have I just been lying to myself for ten years about this franchise? Yeah. Well, John, yes, you have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little worried too because it, it just kind of drops you in. It you know, does. The story wise. No it, context. No, you just drop in your Bayak and you're apparently a, a magi of, uh, of Egypt, which is kind of like a protector, a dying yeah. it's guard. Like a sheriff. It's From what like I've gathered, sheriff. like it was a real service of people and mm-hmm. they kind of died out at some point yeah. around this time period. Uh, so you're Bayek and you're kind of like given no context, but you're watching this cutscene, and then it skips forward a year and over about the first five or six hours, you finally start to get your context of what actually happened and why Bayak is apparently on this revenge yeah. quest. The only thing you, know. you really
1: seem to know is that it seems like you've kind of, from everybody's perspective, you've kind of come back from the dead. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody was like, like oh, you're gone," because everybody in that town, mm. uh, forget what it's, Siwa, I think it's called Siwa. Siwa. They're like, everybody that you pass is like, Biak, welcome back.
0: <laughs> Hey. Getting the band back together. <laughs> the, yeah. you just do the little snap finger point. Hey, yeah, exactly. I'm a magi.
1: Bayek, you never responded to my emails. You know, just all that <laughs> stuff. But um yeah, it it just jumps you in. But it, you know, you soon forget after about an hour or so that um you start having faith that the game is gonna fill you in. Like sure. it's, you, you know, while you might be confused, you start to immediately feel like there's purpose behind it and what mm. it's trying to do. So um, that being said, I think you've I think it's obvious you've played a significant more. Uh, I'm like at a level 17 or 18, but
0: I'm at 25 now.
1: Are you? How's mm. the story for you? Is it good story or is it like serviceable at this point?
0: Story is solid. Uh, I haven't gotten to the latter stages, but, you know. It does a good job story-wise of you know this is a game called Origin, so Wait, what? Assassins, <laughs> what think, Assassins. What do you Creed? think they're getting at? Assassin's Creed has <laughs> set up a lot over the years without yeah. maybe giving too much con concept as to like where these traditions came from. Right. Um. You just know they've always been part of the Brotherhood, right? No,
1: they started with Altair.
0: Yeah, apparently. Um. <laughs> but here you actually start to find out certain things to the history. And that's been the rewarding part. Like, you know what the feathers mean now, you know um why they used to chop off one finger on the, on the hand that has the hidden blade mm-hmm. Um along with the, you know, even where kind of where the Eagle sense, I guess in a way started to kind of work that in there with the yeah. sensu, whatever that. eagle S- Senu, Senua? Senu. Yeah. And then a governor.
1: That's
0: the new, new. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, you know, story wise, it it does build up. It gives you like it hasn't been like we are assassins. Yeah. And we are brotherhood. That, you know, their term I mean, has, has not
1: even been used yet. No. From, it, as I've progressed, that that concept is not even introduced yet.
0: yet. I mean, like, it's more to me. The idea is you are this guy who is supposed to be the protector <laughs> Of Egypt. And as you start out, it's mainly to for revenge, for self purpose revenge, you so, know, your yeah. own um, pains, if you will. But as you get more involved and you realize that this has multiple layers going on to just your own problems, it becomes about what you're willing to do to protect your land. Yeah, and, your
1: purpose is no longer selfish. Yeah. It becomes more selfless.
0: And as you see that, then you kind of see like where, okay, even though they might not specifically call themselves assassins at this, at some point in this game, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get the idea of like, well, where that whole entire idea of the brotherhood comes from the whole entire, um, you know, everything is permitted, you know,
1: Uh all that, you know,
0: it's like, do what you have to do to protect our people, you know? So, and, and that's kind of how you feel, like you know, you got to kill someone. You go kill them.
1: Well, do it. We do not endorse that idea here. On the yeah, DC Team Show. I know.
0: Uh, at least in this world, it is. And there's, <laughs> let me tell you what, John. There's a lot of killing in this game. By yeah. Nick, he doesn't care. He just he takes out that blade or that sword or that mace, whatever. And you go like, you got a problem? Well, I got a weapon to put in that problem. <laughs> <laughs> and he just stabs whoever. I mean, even like we were commenting on this, like when you're on your horse. You would think like protector of Egypt, right? You know, people in the street, they're poor. They're just innocent children, whatever. You would think the guy on the horse who's the protector of Egypt would slightly veer to the right when the child's standing in front of him in the street and you're racing down. No, no. <laughs> Bayaki ain't got time for that. Everything yeah. is permitted. <laughs> Hit the kid and keep going. <laughs> so
1: um, let's talk about the the world. I, I've, I heard um, – I actually read this today. That it takes approximately three hours to yeah. walk across the map.
0: Yeah, they, um, and that's
1: a pretty big map.
0: Yeah, I think he said that's the biggest. The guy who yeah, this guy does this without all these kind of games, and I think he said this was the biggest by far for Assassin's Creed for him to do this. Um, the biggest, if you're wondering, that he's ever done, I believe, is Just Cause 3, which took him eight hours to walk Jeez. across. Yeah, yeah, those maps are way too big sometimes. I, I think that. How big was Skyrim's? Skyrim is pretty big. I don't know how long it took' them, though i I would have to go look i'm sure i would I would imagine it's probably smaller than this uh but yeah it it is one it is their largest map, and yeah, I think it's their best map uh we John and I talked about this yesterday and and we i think we both agreed right that we think this is probably one of their most realized as yes. far as just like a world the- the
1: world thing. is alive,
0: yes, you feel like you start out this game and you're in a in as he said in Sibwa which is you know kind of this isolated village with mountains around it but afterwards as you head in and you come up upon this lake you just see like you right there you can see the juxtaposition where it's like to your left is the sands of the desert to your right. It's just this beautiful lake community. And you Mm -hmm. see like, this is how Egyptian culture thrived for so long is that yes, it has these very rough patches and things like that of land, but then it just has these deltas and, and um, you know, just oasises that (laughs) make you see they're just reaming full of life. You know, there's hippos, there's crocodiles, there's, there's leopards and and plus all of this
1: growing up. You know, going to school, learning about Egypt, Egypt is like is like this because of the pyramids and and all these other Mm -hmm. artifacts and monuments out there. It's like an otherworldly place.
0: It really is in
1: your mind. So to see it open up the way it does in Assassin's Creed, like, you know, you said this yesterday. Wait till you open up the map a little more. But so far, Mm -hmm. everywhere I am am on the map, I can look at some direction and see the pyramids. Now, you Mm -hmm. say that changes.
0: It does. I mean, like uh, I just got to Memphis. And oh yeah, that feels so different than uh, Tennessee's
1: nice this time of year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy to <laughs> forget, like Memphis, and then uh, I think Philadelphia is in the game too. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, like Yo! We, we all forget that these are Egyptian cities. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's also interesting too because again, kind of similar to Assassin's Creed 2. the nomad that that was kind of way past, of course, the Roman Empire or whatever. Uh, but There's that point where you're reminded here, this is in the time of Cleopatra, which is towards the end of the Egyptian dynasties and all that, as far as their dominance in the world. Uh, And you're going around what is at this point relics of the past, you know, like these the the pyramids of Giza were built like 2000 years prior to that, you know, so you kind of get that sense and you see the sand has begun to cover up these places in has yet to been excavated because I don't know if you know this, they didn't have a lot of archeologists, uh, in classic BC, um, era Egypt. You know, they kind of came a little bit later when, uh, when <laughs> the world had stabilized, <laughs> does this, does the Sphinx still have its nose? It does. That didn't happen until Napoleon, I believe.
1: No, that didn't happen until Aladdin and Jasmine flew by.
0: Ah, uh, I don't think that's accurate. I oh, think, come on. I don't, I, I think those are fictional characters. Are you John. saying Disney lied to me? Yes. Uh, I actually know they didn't. They told you it was a fictional story. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to tell I you. I have there's to no assess
1: chance. these these things.
0: Um, but you you get that. Like there are parts where you go to uh, the mountains and there's these canyons. And I was telling John, it feels like kind of like you're walking down this canyon to old Ben Kenobi's place, and you're just waiting for the sand people to pop up and and try to <laughs> attack you. But it's fine. They scare easy. <laughs> But they come back in greater numbers. <laughs> and um, in
1: greater numbers.
0: <laughs> so, you know, you, you really feel like no matter where you are in the country or on the map, you feel like you're in a, a distinct point And they've got their own feel to them as far as, like, things that matter there. Yeah. Is,
1: I mean, you tell me. I, I, you've played. You, you've covered more of the map. Mm-hmm. Do things look like mm, this looks like a section over here? because to me so far everything seems very distinct it doesn't seem like it does a lot of repetition
0: yeah i haven't gotten i've never
1: heard a townsperson say the same thing that it said that another townsperson Mm -hmm. person said two hours before like in other assassin's creed games they reutilize dialogue and you know all that stuff they really seem to have built this up
0: it it also does a good job is um Mm -hmm. The way weather works in the game, I've noticed, like, it's tied to certain events at first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, you don't see sandstorms at first. And all of a sudden, you have a mission where it comes up. And all of a sudden, yeah. then, you'll be going across the desert. And all of a sudden, here it comes again. You're like, yeah. oh, dear Lord. And now that I'm in Memphis, I'm noticing there's tons of dark clouds around the city. So, I'm like, uh-oh, here comes the storm. <laughs> so, it, it it does a good job of just, like, kind of not showing you one experience for... Egypt is for those kinds of things until mm-hmm. they're ready to show it to you, yeah. which I kind of liked. That was Sandstorms pretty cool. Sandstorms are deadly, though. Um, but yeah, as far as like repeating things, I haven't heard anything yet, um, and it doesn't look like they're just continuously reusing their assets. You know, it does feel like they're like there are tombs, and each one, even though of course you know there's going to be like pots in and in every single one, every one of them kind of feels unique as far as the way what you're navigating towards, you know, the tomb that you're going to. Um,
1: So, so this, uh, this combat is right up your
0: alley. Yeah. For the most part, I don't think it is the best combat in any game I've ever played, Mm -hmm. but I will say one of those things that was a legacy issue for me when we were getting to with Assassin's Creed, it was turning into basically just, just continuously hit square until they swing at you and then hit triangle and counter and then you go into like murder sp- you know, spree because you could chain together all these counter deaths in a row that were like one hit kills.
1: And to me, it was glorious.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fun, but it, it wasn't anything memorable. Uh, with this, they've kind of more so taken the approach of if you've played either Neo or Dark Souls or even The Witcher to a lesser extent. Um where it is a light and heavy a- attack, those are tied to your uh, your right button and your right trigger. And then you have a shield on your left button, and you can hold down the left trigger to pull up your bow and arrow, and then press right trigger to shoot it. Uh, so, you know, when you see a guy who's in front of you and he's got a shield, you lock on to him, and you'll go up and you'll hit uh, your heavy attack, your your right trigger, and that will... Jostle him back. And then now you can use your light attacks to get really quick hits on him. Or uh, maybe his shield is really strong because he's a really powerful guy. So you can't even break through. You watch him. And when he comes and he swings at you, you uh, press B on your controller, which uses your shield to parry him off of you and opens him up. And then you go stab. Or uh, say he's got a wide sweeping weapon. You have a dodge button. So like when he lunges in. You dodge to the left or right, and you get behind him, and now you can come up and do a bunch of damage behind him while he's unprotected. It it makes you look at who you're facing and figure out what's the way to get past his defenses. And it also makes it a scenario where, unlike the last couple of Assassin's Creed's especially, uh, you can't just go into a field with 20, 30 people and feel like you're going to be able to handle it. Like you know, having three or four people can be some work in this game if you're not paying attention to everything going yeah, around you.
1: Definitely, yeah. To me, you know, I, I was always a fan of how dominant that combat system made you feel in an Assassin's Creed game. Sure. Uh, and one of the things that I've I've noticed in, in with the combat in this game is you start off and it's very you know it's it's not the right the right shoulder button for an attack. Mm-hmm for me personally, just did not come off as very naturally. It's an adjustment. It is definitely adjustment. Um, And on top of that, I don't know if, I don't know if it's that, that makes the combat initially out the gate clunky, Mm -hmm. but it was, but it's, but that's, that's where you have to give the, um, the um,
0: developers. No
1: (laughs) Uh. brain freeze. That's that's how you get, you know, the, the, the skill trees. You ah, have to yes. give the skill trees credit because you start out clunky, but that those skill trees and how you progress them make you a much more seam, seamless fighter. You start getting – are you laughing at me, No, press? I'm
0: just saying, now I am not so clunky. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. I take you down.
1: And to that, um, you know – the the skill tree base has has like three set three different branches that Correct. that allow you to focus on you know if you want to be a, a, a combat focused on your bow or combat focused on your primary weapon mm-hmm. or combat focused on I guess I guess that third your tree is like is like a helps with stealth and things like that like sleep darts yeah. and stuff like that secondary
0: items basically. Yeah.
1: and you get to really kind of pick and choose mm-hmm. how what kind of assassin you want to be. Um, I'm really trying to build up that that uh, that bow skill tree, but I tell I you what, warrior. you're yeah, you told me yeah last night about the um, the certain skill tree path that you were taking.
0: Yeah, I've gotten to the point. The top skill for the warrior one is it, and I think it's also true for the bow if you get it all the way out. It it allows you to dump an unlimited amount of points that raises your damage for melee weapons by one percent. So. I'm very conflicted on using all my ability points now that I have that unlocked to unlock the rest of all the skill tree or um, just continuously pumping that in there to the point where I have like 30% extra damage coming off my weapons.
1: Yeah. And I think every skill every branch has that max level that has that 1% feature on it. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that that um, that a, skill tree branching out.
0: I do like using the bow though. Yeah. The bow is uh especially the predator one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, you're gonna die. That that's where I feel like I'm in the far cry because yes. it zooms into the first person perspective. Yes. Um but yeah, I think this game is great. Mm-hmm. Um game of the year. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> uh, but I will say it's probably in my top five and the only third ladies and gentlemen, an Assassin's Creed game is in Chris's top five. so far. Hey, Assassin's Creed two might've been my game of the year, the year that came out. So interesting. Um, Brotherhood's better. (laughs) Brotherhood is really good. I think GameSpot says brotherhood's better. Brotherhood is more realized, uh, but you have to give credit to two because it sets the the standards. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever is first is the one who gets the prize. (laughs) That's the way it works. Right. Uh, But yeah, I, I was shocked how much like a, there were two of these kind of games coming out this fall, Shadow of War and this. And if you told me at the beginning of the year which one I was more anticipated for, it was definitely Shadow of War. I felt myself <laughs> rushing towards the end of Shadow of War because I was just ready for it to be over. Like, it, it was a game that I think that series right now is long in the tooth where I was like, oh, you had a really cool, innovative idea for the first one. And, yeah, that's still here. But now... I'm starting to see where your paint's then on all these other little issues that you really didn't address, so you need to go maybe work on that. Uh, But with this game, I just find myself not doing any of the main missions right now because all I want to do is run around to every question mark and go to every tomb and, and make sure I do every side quest for an area before I move on.
1: And that's what that's when you know a game's good.
0: Yeah, that's that that is the <clears throat> I don't remember the last time I've had an Ubisoft game that pulled me in that hard. And that's a testament. Like I, I really enjoyed Watch Dogs too. I thought that was a solid game and I usually always enjoy the pro, uh far cries uh yeah. out there outside of Primal was maybe my one exception that wasn't too high on it. Shut up. Um <laughs> But this one, yeah, I want to do every little thing. And I'm really happy that we're in the time of year now where because of when this came out, sure, I have to run through Call of Duty, Battlefront, and probably Wolfenstein. Besides that, I don't see myself playing anything else in the near future except more Assassin's Creed Origins.
1: Well, it's interesting. And, you know, um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, when it came out, Everybody agreed that it was an improvement over Unity by a long shot.
0: Stability but for sure. It
1: didn't really transcend, and I know Metacritic, whatever. It didn't really transcend or get above eighty. It it got close, but it didn't really. It it stayed in the seventies. This game, you know, I was kind of expecting or hoping for that Assassin's Creed two level of whoa. This was amazing. This was worth the wait, well, and I think it's gotten some solid reviews. IGN gave it a nine. I think it was GameSpot that might have lowballed it to a seven. I think. I yeah. can't, don't don't quote me on that. Um, but it just hasn't. Uh, I think it's maybe an eighty-two or an eighty-three right now sitting at Metacritic, I, and it's just like, wow, this is this isn't really what we were mm-hmm. thinking. Because you know, it, every, every when you when you previewed it, when you everybody got their hands on it, mm-hmm. I just expected this was going to be a a really critically smashed experience, but it just really hasn't been. So I'm just like, I, I wonder if the developers are sitting there going, mm, "We thought we were going to really knock this out."
0: They're sitting there going, "Oh, we got double sales." Yeah, that's true, but. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's like most people seem to say that this is a step in the right direction. For sure. And we can't wait to see what they go do from this template that they've created.
0: I think it's going to be. So in that
1: sense, it's good. And IGN did give it a nine. And I kind of, yeah. so far, I don't argue with that score.
0: I think this is going to be kind of the same way how Black Flag was. Because Black Flag didn't review amazingly well. You know, because I remember there were a lot of people. That was the first game where it was like, yeah, psh- we're just going to go with it. Look, you found the outfit of assassin and apparently because you're a pirate, you're acrobat guy. So, you know, you'll I, be hey, fine. I
1: vacationed. <laughs> I vacationed in the Caribbean that year.
0: Yeah. But um I was the, a pirate. The thing about it is that I think as more people buy this and play it and really get into it, this might be one kind of like how Black Flag became where it was like months later. They're like. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I, this isn't, you know, from a critic's eye or whatever isn't perfect or whatever. It could be better, but damn if this game isn't just fun, yeah, you know, and it's definitely. not, you know, and it's a world you want to get lost in. Yeah. And if you're doing that, you're doing, you're in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'll, I'll give you a shot at least. Yeah. You might not be my game of the year, but I'll, I'll gladly spend. Many more hours than I ended up spending uh, in Mass Effect Andromeda. So, yeah. Yeah. and I'll say for what
1: I've played, and I can only speak for what I've played. If you left the series a while back, and you're this is a good this is a good place to get back into it for sure. And if you've never played, this is I mean, I don't think I don't think so far what I've played. You're lost if you have if you have no context for the series.
0: Penny found my expired driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Are- amazing what she digs up and now she's just gonna chew like uh, God you it? want to go to the news yeah yeah why don't you grab that and we'll go to the news yeah. hot off the press and straight to your ears weekly games chat presents the news. news 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 news, news. million ship PS4s. That's a lot. Say that again. How many, Chris? 67.5. Interesting. 675 PS4. Oh, that's not the that's way that really goes. That's really lame. Let's move on. <laughs> Sony has revealed that 67.5 million PS4s have been shipped as of September 30th of this year. So big. These numbers have resulted in the company raising predictions to meet 79 million units shipped by March of 2018. Sony's game and network services for PlayStation and PS Network have also seen an increase in revenue across the board. See, at that makes expense, sense.
1: At the expense of being repetitive.
0: Uh-huh. That's a monster number, Chris. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I
1: feel like I've heard that somewhere, though.
0: Right. <laughs> see, that makes sense. Like you have more consoles, so you probably should see more revenue on your uh, your <laughs> network services. Well, and, yeah, in your PlayStation Network, right? Absolutely. That's yeah. They they are the worldwide leader. Take that. Um, haha. No, no, no. Xbox One X will take care of that real quick. Xbox One X exclusive sixty teraflops. I have it now. We didn't even mention that. You want
1: to take time <laughs> to mention it?
0: I have it. Is it's it really like, beautiful. It's a really it, pretty box. And uh, oh, maybe it,
1: it's not there anymore. Are you maybe. sure you still have it?
0: Yeah. It's I'm almost sure. like
1: I took it.
0: But the TV's on with it right now, John. You can see it. Don't look, its look at the back. TV. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty. How it, did you get so rich? I didn't pay for this at all, technically. Yeah, you did <laughs> Everyone's like, huh? What? Huh? Oh, what? You'll never know. PUBG News. Heard of it. PUBG Corp makers of Player Unknown Battlegrounds have announced the game will be launching on Xbox game preview on December 12th for 30 bucks. I think $29.99 if you want to be more accurate. This will still be the in-development version, so for those who do not know, at the end of this year it is planned that the PC version will update with the the desert map. That's the second one. And the game will then move to version one thus making it official release.
1: Why can't they just? I don't see the need for them to ever officially oh. release it. Money? It's just make, well, it's making money.
0: Yeah, but they'll probably raise the price to sixty bucks, kind you of think like so? how yeah, Ark Survival Evolved did that.
1: They should not do that. They should just why
0: make more money?
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, no. I don't have a problem. Yeah, but. I just don't think I just don't think they need to raise it that much. Probably People are not. still going to throw money at it anyway. True. And do uh, let's do loot boxes.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> they actually have them in there. Oh, do they? Yeah, they're all cosmetic though. Yeah. Uh, uh, PUBG has now sold over 18 million units. That's eight million copies in the past eight weeks. That's a lot. Regarding that, success creative director Brandon Green stated, "We published on Steam, and that has allowed us to sell millions and millions of copies without having any marketing budget, essentially, showing that you don't need necessarily the same marketing or PR budget as AAA games to really sell a lot of copies. That's, that's a fair point. Word the of one mouth thing, will
1: get it done. I think Every that's time. the one
0: thing that PC really owns over um, the consoles right now. Like, the consoles with their indie games haven't quite figured out the best way to take something that is small, indie-made, and get it where everyone seems to be like, have you seen this? We need to check this out. The only time that's happened is Rocket League, and that was because it was made free for people the day it came out.
1: Yeah, a PC player in general, I just, I guess this is anecdotal, but it's just always, I get the sense that they're just paying more attention yeah. to the content out there.
0: Well, I the think it's because the modding community, right? Yeah. Like, you, they go out there and they play these mods of these things, and someone says, like, hey, that guy's going off to make his own game now, and they keep tabs on it, and when it comes out... They go, oh man! Player Unknown finally made his right. his game. Yeah, I need to go try that. Definitely. You know, so that's what happens.
1: Good for them though. That's a monster number. It is. Again. It is. Wait, and that was uh, that's you might have read that already, but that's eight million. Yeah. In a
0: eight weeks. That means it's selling a million a week, John. Jeez. I mean, like by the time people have read this, they've probably sold an art five hundred thousand copies. Super Mario Odyssey is a hit. Shocker. Uh, According to estimates by Nintendo, Super Mario Odyssey has sold over 2 million copies during its first three days of availability. That figure includes both physical and digital sales as well as copies included with Switch bundles. Furthermore, it has been confirmed that Super Mario Odyssey is the fastest selling Mario title in Europe and the United States. I love that game. I wonder if...
1: And I take it at face value, of course, but I wonder if it's talking about 3D Mario titles.
0: I think it's t- probably talking about all of them. Uh, and I'll say this. You have to remember like something like original Super Mario Bros. No, not just you that. Know,
1: Um
0: Or s- even Super Mario Bros. 3. Mario Wii mm-hmm. sold a
1: ton it did. of copies over its lifespan. It did. I think almost 36 million.
0: You almost wonder, though, is that in part just because...
1: And I don't know, but they never, they didn't bundle it until much later.
0: Mm, that'll do it though, still. I guess I, so. I, I think this will.
1: They bundled it in the uh, red mm-hmm. version of the Wii, which I had for a while.
0: You did. I remember that. <laughs> um, I think this will, I would not be surprised if in the long run this ends up being the biggest selling title on the Wii or oh, on, yeah. on the I, uh, I, Switch, sorry. Yeah. Um, Nothing against Zelda. It's just that I feel like. No, we all know who the king of that
1: yeah, company of is.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. People love them. Yeah, they always. Uh, I mean, Mario always
1: consistently sells better than Zelda.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is true. Uh, EA has commitment issues. We had a bear segue for that yesterday, and they'll never hear it now. Do you remember it? I just remember we were talking about things. Speaking I think of. I think we were Odyssey, talking. EA has uh,
1: commitment uh, issues.
0: I think, like, we were talking about the the upcoming calendar for Switch and how it's kind of a little bare bones at the moment, you know, mm. for a huge hit. And, you know, in part, it was because people weren't committing new games third party wise that could help. And you said, like, yeah, they've got a lot of commitment issues. And I went, speaking of commitment. Well, Chris, but here's,
1: here's the thing, man. You and
0: I were just so. It's like being in the zone. And no one will ever know what that. Like. I was Mike and you were Scotty. Do you get what I'm saying here? Who's Mike and Scotty? Dear God, John. Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. Oh, yeah.
1: I was Scotty? No, dog. I was Michael Jordan. I mean, I was running
0: this. (laughs) You know? And and, and it just dropped. But EA has commitment issues, John. (laughs) Following the recent release of FIFA on the Switch... Electronic Arts is not in any rush to announce new software for the platform. According to the CFO, Blake Jorgensen, that's a great name. Love it. uh, It's too early to judge the success of FIFA on Switch. EA wants to, quote, fully understand what the demand is for the platform before committing more development resources to making new games for the platform. Translation. We didn't make a lot of money on this. We don't know if we want to spend a lot more money to make other things because we don't know how many people are going to buy them things on this console.
1: That's the thing. And look, it's almost like we're repeating the past,
0: but we really, really just
1: feel like I just I don't know. It's like EA thinks that Switch is only. Yep. (laughs) I think this is, that the switch I, I, is just going to peter out over time, but I don't think that. It's like once but but the the figures once they sell their new projections, if they reach that project projection, I think it was 14 million by the end of fiscal year. This is switch I'm talking so that'd
0: about. That'd be March 2018.
1: That's on par if not surpassing the pace of the PlayStation 4.
0: Sure. But the question is the difference there whereas they might have Say they have 14 million PlayStation 4s. How many of those people buy their games on PlayStation 4 versus if they own both a PlayStation and a Switch? How many of those people actually buy their games on Switch? Yeah, that's and, true, and that was the problem last gen or back going back to the Wii, where it was like, hey, yeah, we put Call of Duty out, and there's some people who buy it. There, but the overwhelming majority of people are buying it on these other two systems.
1: Yeah, but it's worth considering the reason that the Switch, one of the reasons at least, it's worth considering Mm. the success of the Switch is because it's carving out a new audience, a niche audience. Sure. I mean, if you, I mean, I think it's I think it's fair to say that indie developers, whatever that really means. Yeah. Indie developers are extremely happy with Nintendo Switch these days.
0: Payne's really extremely happy with that toy she's just found. I know. So you gonna go take care of that? I am. You keep talking.
1: Yeah, but I just with, with FIFA, I guess what I what I mean is FIFA just wasn't the right game to test on that platform. You know, I'm sure EA has some indie titles that they put out there. I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head. And maybe I'm thinking of Ubisoft.
0: (laughs) I think you are. But I just there's got to be something. The only thing I remember was Unraveled.
1: Yeah, that was EA.
0: And that was two years. ago. And
1: that's I mean, that's a no brainer for the switch.
0: Yeah, it really is. It would be. Um
1: I think it, and there's just certain games with every company whether it's Ubisoft, EA or Activision that are no-brainers for that platform. And I said this and you made a great point yesterday to counter this, but there's so many people out there in the industry who are constantly saying I would I just I would love to play this on the Switch. Sure. And, uh, and you're saying – you made the comment yesterday that most of those people live in the Bay Area yeah. and they ride trains to work I, and they I, have that
0: – There's two different people out there. Like I think if you're if you're the person like who's in the game industry or you live just in like New York, Chicago, whatever, yeah, you're probably not driving every day. So I totally understand if you're going to have to go sit on some sort of subway for 45 minutes to an hour or bus, whatever, taxi – Yeah, why not get yourself a Switch or something like that and play some of these games on there? Because it's something to do to pass the time. And you were already doing this on your phone, probably. I see you do it whenever uh, we go to lunch every day, right? You know, you'll pull out your phone and check your games or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I can understand that. But I think the vast majority of us, we we drive to work Um ourselves so we don't have that luxury so having something that's necessarily mobile isn't the number one thing that drives us what we want is something that when you get home you know you can plug into and kind of be taken away to an experience that isn't of this world or whatever uh, and have some uh, escapism and also have the ability to easily buddy up with friends and, and have a conversation even though you're not in the same house or whatever right not in the same room and that's that's why I think people some people really want about that. So it's easy to look from a industry standpoint to see why they're so on board because yes, this really does fit into your lives versus maybe some other people who do not. Um, fee. Fee
1: is an indie game.
0: Oh yeah? Fee. Okay. That's that's your that's your one, huh? Um but yeah. Case closed, Chris. It's look, it has been the biggest conundrum for about ten years. Like I remember Someone pulled up after, at the end of the Wii, the uh, top 25 selling games on the platform. And I think of the top 25, 20 of them were uh, Wii, were Nintendo-developed games.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, they weren't things that you could... Get. They weren't Call of Duties. Uh, I think the ones that... the Of the five, I think, that were on the list that were not... I think they were all... I could be mistaken... I'm almost certain they were all just dance games, which <laughs> right. makes a lot of sense. When but you I, think about but
1: it. I bet you that when in the next couple of months, the developers of Stardew Valley are going to be really glad they put it on the switch.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, not to mention Rocket League. Yeah, I, I'm sure there'll be there'll definitely be a market there for those things. I mean, true. I, I guarantee you there's a reason why. Uh, Microsoft is putting Minecraft on that console, and I'm sure it's because they know there's probably going to be a market for it mm-hmm. and they can make money. I agree with you, and I said that a while back. I said, I think this thing could easily carve out Snitch as being the kind of indie game machine for people that like takes all these things from Steam and is the one who brings them to console, and that's what they should focus on. Uh, I hope that is enough to keep people feel like their purchases validate you yeah. know in between getting these big Nintendo tiles cuz that just might be the truth of it and you know it is what it is
1: yeah i mean they the switch did what it needed to do regardless of whether it works sure or not.
0: sure it's it's doing just fine uh news from blizzcon which is blizzard's annual celebration of all things blizzard overwatch has been announced or has announced a new hero and new map moira is the brand new hero character uh, there will also be a new theme park inspired hybrid assault payload map called Blizzard World. Looks pretty cool. I can't wait to see it. World of Warcraft is getting a new expansion called Battle of Azeroth. Additionally, they are also going to be at offering a classic server option that should, that plays vanilla World of Warcraft, so World World of Warcraft as it was in two thousand and four.
1: Who would want to play that?
0: Uh, everyone. There's a large number of people that that's all they want to go back to is classic. Wow. Is it like,
1: because it's so grindy or is, is it like- that
0: part? And there are certain quests and such that you can't even play anymore because of cataclysm cataclysm kind of redefined certain parts of the game because Deathwing. Meaning F- that was
1: an expansion.
0: Yeah. Okay. Deathwing came and he effed everything up. <laughs> um, <laughs> new characters have been announced for Heroes of the Storm. Alex Straza from World of Warcraft and Hanzo from Overwatch. Hanzo. Hanzo. Uh, Hearthstone will receive a new expansion called Coboids and Catacombs, which is described as a love lair to old school fantasy dungeon crawlers. Dungeon Run is also a new single player game mode for Hearthstone, described as a Hearthstone light. Mm. Hope you like dying. Uh, Starcraft 2. We'll be going free to play on November 14th. It's pretty awesome. Yes,
1: for sure. I got to say, though.
0: You want a Blizzard <laughs> or you want a, a Diablo announcement? Well, I wanted yes, Diablo. of course.
1: I mean, who doesn't? But if there's anything that would ever make me play Overwatch, it's uh, that it's that Blizzard world level. That's got to be something really cool. Not Hanzo. No, of course
0: not. Not Reinhardt. No. Nah. Not Reinhardt, Bastion.
1: Reinhardt's a pansy. I have, I have no idea. He's right there. I have no. He's got idea. a big hammer,
0: and he's from Germany. <laughs> Get uh, the Joppa. Pretty much. Uh, House Marquee. This is sad. Yes, it is abandoning the shoot up, shoot 'em up genre. The maker of Resogun and Next Machina is moving away from developing arcade games due to poor arcade or poor sales, according to CEO and co-founder of House Marquee, Illery. We, yeah. You got it, you got it. That's about as good as we're going to get. Quote, despite critical success and numerous awards, our games just haven't sold in significant numbers. While some of them have reached a massive audience due to free game offerings across vig- various digital sales channels, this unfortunately doesn't help pay for the development, which gets costly for high production quality. Sad.
1: A lot of things to unpack here. Not really, but... Um, <laughs> I think any, anyone can agree, like particularly in the early days of the PS4, that was like the best – Resogun was the best game on the system.
0: Yeah, that was their best exclusive. And it's still
1: – you could still make a case that it is. It's just it, – to me, I am I just had this thought. It's like – because he says um, some of the games have reached a massive audience. Well, you know that game's is Resogun. Because For sure. The and probably
0: Stardust. Superstar maybe does. but
1: sony threw Resogun at people they gave yeah. it away for free Day it's one. like it's like it's like players will take advantage mm-hmm. of a game like that and they'll play the snot out of it and everybody will get it but it's like hey guys you got this game for free you know how amazing it is here's their next one huh and you don't you don't care you don't buy it yeah. it's like you have this expectation it's almost like it's set up an expectation That I want this for
0: free too. Yeah, that that will come to PlayStation Plus eventually and I'll pick it up. That should never be your mindset. Um, If it's good and, I don't know, I just wish people would give them their money. They deserved it. Give them his money. Pay that, man. Uh, Yeah, it makes me sad. Um, It just shows that when you have a developer that develops towards a niche and is really passionate about it, yes, that can result in some Really great games, but when that niche isn't something that is wide scale, you know, it kind of shows just how hard it is to yeah. to keep doing what you want to do without maybe making some sort of compromise. And it goes to show you people just want the big
1: explosions. That's that's the only thing that they think uh, they can pay for.
0: Next Machina has plenty of big explosions <laughs> and you haven't played it. I played it.
1: Yes, you did.
0: Yeah. Thanks Where's for, your commitment? Thanks for shaming me. Why don't you go you talked to pay them their let money? Me,
1: let me clarify, I'm speaking yeah, yeah. Um, of myself as well.
0: Uh, the Walking Dead, the Telltale Collection. The Walking Dead, the Telltale Series Collection has been announced for release and will include all 19 episodes for the series. <clears throat> the collection will cost forty nine ninety nine and Whatever. will be available on December 5th. Hey, it's my dad's birthday. Uh, for PS4 and Xbox One, both digitally and physically across North America and Europe. Take that, Japan. You don't get it. <laughs> um we uh we mentioned this yesterday but unfortunately there was also some uh, bad news for telltale this week uh, apparently they are cutting 25% of their workforce and they will be uh, all the games they've already announced that are in development will be coming out but afterwards they have said they will be scaling back and just more so focusing on a few series that they feel like you know are really worth the their investment, I guess is the best way to say. Yeah. Um so we gotta I mean
1: that's gotta exclude a bunch of things. Like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think I that's haven't gone. seen it in a while.
0: I think it's gone. I think if I had to guess, I mean Walking Dead's over, so I would say The Wolf Among Us, Borderlands and Batman, I would think that would be the three I could see them doing and it would make the most sense. Not Guardians? Maybe Guardian I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how well that was received, so who knows? They know.
1: I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're trying to. Because you know, I've been harping on them for a while.
0: Yeah, we we know you hate them.
1: Well, I just wonder if they're trying. If they're going, yeah, this 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 formula has worked for a long time and it's served us well, but it's mm. time to start making actual games. What? Ooh,
0: what? Dang. <laughs> I think it's probably more so. You start to everyone's like. You should do this because, you know, they're like, we got this property and we want to make a game because that's more revenue for us. And if you're Telltale, if you're getting that divided, eventually maybe it's hard to hold on to your profitability for these things because you've got to employ that many people to make these things. Yeah. And if you're going to sell them for the same price every time, eventually you hit a wall, right?
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if they did a – they should try to get a Doctor Who.
0: Oh, man. Don't say that. John. I know
1: who would play. It would
0: actually, that. it would actually that would work perfect. Doctor Who would be the kind of thing would that would be perfect so, yeah. for them. Because Doctor Who is all about not having combat. It's about resolving intense situations mm. through uh understanding. You know. Or yeah. the doctor gets pissed and he and he he finds a way to kill you anyways. <laughs> Get someone to do it. Look at this person. What? This little hunter tonight. Like, daddy found something else. Maybe
1: you should just clean up around here.
0: (laughs) I I try and like I could have this place completely spotless. Don't blame her. See, I could remove the furniture. And she'd find something. And, yeah, she would just come back and, like, there would be a severed head in her mouth. And she'd just be like, Daddy found something. And I'd be like, you're not supposed to know about that.
1: I feel like when you get accused of murder and indicted for murder, because we all know, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen at some point. They're hey, going to go back to this podcast as evidence because you mentioned at one time a severed head.
0: Hey, I put away someone for murder. <clears throat> put three people away, actually. Um, persona. What is this? It's a series. I've heard of it. And it's got sales.
1: We talked about it one time, didn't we?
0: Yesterday, literally. No, I mean, we oh, covered, yeah.
1: we covered yeah. Persona 5.
0: But uh, the Persona series has reached a milestone of 8.5 million units. That's like GTA numbers. Not quite. Um, this figure includes physical and digital sales of the series since it launched back in 96. Shin Megatensei, uh I think I said that right. Shin Megami Tensei. I almost got there. Uh, <laughs> franchise, which... Persona is a sp- spinoff of. Uh, sits at 7.2 million sold across 28 total editions. The Yakuza games have sold 10.5 million units across 75 total editions. Jeez, that's a lot of editions, isn't it? The first game was released back in 2005, also known as 2005. I can just hear her hunting. Th- like, what are you doing? Why can't you just come and lie down, dog, and, and be normal? Quit being distracted by your. B- I'm gonna start locking her in my room.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, lock her up with the corpse in there. No,
0: while we're recording this, but she'll just whine.
1: Oh, that she'll, would be nice.
0: Yeah, she'll be like, "I want to see, I want to see John." Then. As as
1: someone who has taken care of that dog, she has the most awful whine.
0: Because she really wants you to know how much you're making her suffer. <laughs> she really loves you. Why it's don't you pathetic, love her back? Man, Isn't
1: I've it? never heard of anything. What? <laughs> Mm. Um, it's like her, 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 It's like you're I, uh, beating her with a stick.
0: She came in the bedroom. And I'd casually hidden that I'd gotten her milk bone right, mm-hmm. and I I laid down on the bed, and she walked in. This she doesn't like, sound
1: like a good story.
0: Uh, she was looking at me, and then I just casually revealed it. And as soon as she saw it, she started whining at me. And she's like looking. I was like, I'm gonna give it to you. You know? <laughs> Do you think you're not gonna get this? <laughs> but she's like, it's up there, and I'm down here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, congrats, Persona 5. <laughs> uh, finally this week. Oh, finally this week. Mm. Quantum Break has a big old patch. <laughs> I said it like this yesterday, didn't I? With the recent Xbox One patch and complimentary TV set show download quantum breaks file size is now a whooping 178 gigs (laughs) Who a patch comes over at 94 gigabytes it's important to note that neither the one x or the tv show patch is necessary to play the game content however all combined this makes for the largest xbox one download on the platform so chris if i were to
1: download this it would take
0: me a month and three days i think it would take you a year you think so? Like if you start now, maybe by January, you'll be done.
1: You tested my internet once, didn't you? I did. It was I like did. two MIPS. It
0: was pretty pathetic. Every <laughs> time I go over to your house, mips. I'm like, this is just oof. G- but I
1: watch Netflix just fine. I never have a problem with it.
0: Yeah. GF uh, was almost as bad as um, yours, and then he recently upgraded. So nice. you need to call and see if you can get something faster now. I know. Uh, but they do yeah. have
1: to pay for it. And-
0: FYI folks who uh, are playing an Xbox One X, you should be prepared for some very large patches. Patches and file sizes. Uh, I think like Gears of War and Halo Five both came in over a hundred gigs.
1: Did you have to download a patch for Origins?
0: I did, but it wasn't anything that big. The game's like forty eight gigs. So yeah, I think it's more of like the Microsoft exclusives there are there because obviously they want those things to look the best so they're like we're literally going to put in top-notch 4k high-res uh rendering uh assets and to do that yeah i mean it means you get a large file size that's that's the price
1: big daddy
0: yep but xbox big daddy exclusive (laughs) (laughs) mr bubbles (laughs) you found an angel i think we ran out of news yeah i think that's it you ready to wrap it up Never. Okay.
1: Email Email Electronics
0: Mail. you I'm Trying go. to fill in for Sean. Yeah, someone's gotta do it. It's not gonna be me.
1: <laughs> I'm not very good at it.
0: If you want to hear your thoughts and opinions read by me terribly, you can write them into WeeklyGamesChat at gmail.com. That is WeeklyGamesChat at gmail.com, just like Dave did for the second week in a row. says, hey, Chris, John and Sean, spelled S-E-A-N, and he said, sorry, dude, Uh, I'm really sorry, Dave. I know you went with the Sean Michaels spelling last week, and you struck out, and now you went with the S-E-A-N, and you struck out again. What's the Sean Michaels Shawn Michaels is S H A W N. Oh yeah, yeah. Sean doesn't even know how he spells his name. Sean
1: spells his name wrong. Yeah, maybe he should just change his name.
0: He went with the S E A N like he's uh, Sean P Diddy yeah. Combs yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but he says first a gaming anecdote, as I figure you guys might be the only people on the planet who might appreciate it. My non-gamer girlfriend has been watching me play Breath of the Wild for almost 175 hours. But recently, she started her own game. After playing about 15 hours or so, she was telling me about what the great, what a great time she was having, but how difficult it was for her to control not being a gamer. The conversation went as follows. Her. It's so hard to control. I get terrified when a Boba King comes after me, and I die all the time. And then she goes... Yeah, I'm not as good as you. And then she said, I need like a hundred meat pieces to survive meat pieces to which Dave replied. That's what she said.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we laughed. And while I'm not certain the humor of what she said jokes translates to anything other than in the moments of chortle in the moment chortle, I figured you guys might appreciate it anyways. We do appreciate it. Uh, so now that John's back from his tour de colon blow, Oh, dear. Great name. Uh, what game are you going to make him play in your, here, Richard, play this game, Experimental Challenge? We have not discussed that. John, you're going to go on a little tour de force because thanks to Jeff, we're going to find a game that we think you should have played that you're just like, I, I, I don't want to do this, and we're going to make you play it.
1: Well, I already have Witcher 3.
0: Well, yeah, we're still going to make you play it.
1: No, no, I plan to. I started it. I'm going to make you, about five hours of it. I'm
0: going to make you play Overwatch. No, you have to do it. Well, I have it, but you're going to have to play it yourself. Oh
1: my god! Well, okay.
0: The I, world I, can a, always use more heroes.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, I'll maybe. play it. If that's all, I Dang I've already, it. I don't even have to spend any money. I, I bought it a couple weeks ago
0: for uh, for your son. For Aiden, yeah, yeah, he's probably good He's played the, it twice. Yeah, that sounds about right But it's funny,
1: he's got the headset on, and he yells. <laughs> no, he just, he yells because he thinks that's how you can hear him. <laughs> hey! Because he can't hear himself, so he's uh, got to okay. yell.
0: It's, really it's kind of like the guy who's, um, who's suddenly lost his hearing, and he's yes. trying to have a conversation with people. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear myself. Had a grenade go off right here! <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know, Bob. Um... Next up, Bucky writes in. He says, Weekly Games Chat. He didn't he didn't say Chris, John, or Sean. He just said Weekly Games Chat. Don't read it. Hey guys, and welcome back, John. He misspelled John. There's no H in John.
1: I, no, there's not. How dare you, Bucky? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Uh I can I can't play Mario Odyssey until Christmas because good old Mrs. Claus won't let me play it until then. Who the heck is that? Probably his.
1: His um, grandma. Right.
0: Oh, okay. Um, she got she got myself and my daughter a copy of the game, and it will be well worth the wait. The last time I opened and played Mario during Christmas was N sixty four. We are all excited. Not only will I be playing Mario on Christmas, but I've also asked Santa for Star Wars Battlefront, Uncharted Lost Legacy, L.A. Noir, and Batman Telltale. I haven't had this many games on Christmas in a long time. (laughs) My daughter is looking forward to playing The Sims 4 and LEGO Marvel 2. It'll be a fun time until then, though. I picked up Hidden Agenda for PS4. It's a good game for groups of people. It's $20, and I think it's worth the weekend. My question is, what are your predictions for next year's Nintendo Switch games? Below, I've given my predictions. Notice Pokemon is omitted. Because I think it'll be a 2019 game. Thanks so much, guys, and keep up the good work. He writes Yoshi, Kirby, Metroid Prime, Wolfenstein, at least two deluxe Wii U ports. He's betting on Mario Maker and Captain Toad. Bayonetta, a new Mario or a new Nintendo IP we don't know about and Mario Odyssey DLC. I
1: think Bayonetta is a possibility. I, I think you Yoshi would
0: actually, and Kirby, right?
1: Well, yeah, those are a given, yeah. I think.
0: And Wolfenstein.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that those have really been announced. So I don't know that they're predictions, but um, he said Metroid Prime.
0: That's not coming I don't. Year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. I would love it for that. You know, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't hurt the quality of it, of the game, yeah, fine.
0: You get your Metroid Prime. It's just like you see the stick figure yeah. with the circle on the end. And that's pretty your much. gun,
1: pretty much. I can see a Smash coming out,
0: uh-huh. like
1: whatever iteration that is. I don't know.
0: I would go with that for one of my two Wii U ports. That and I think Mario Maker, the two obvious ones.
1: Yeah, you guys have said Mario Maker. It's hard for me to picture how they make it work on the Switch, but yeah. if you know, I can. If they can pull it off, I see no reason why they wouldn't.
0: Yeah. They love money. If I can walk around and, uh, and, or like, you know, that would be the kind of thing. Like, if I can be at work and, and just whip out my Switch and start, you know, designing, whip out your you know, Switch right? at work and start designing a, a level, that, that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do, I gotta say. Yeah. And then you can come home and be infuriated at other people's levels. Cause <laughs> that's how that game goes. Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't think you'll get a new Nintendo IP you don't know about just because if that was the case, you would have heard about it because they would want you to be like, we're developing a new IP. That's right. Nintendo is creating something new, something you didn't know about, because that's basically what they were doing with Splatoon for about a year and a half. So, I will say,
1: hey, Pikmin, when it came out on 3DS a couple mm-hmm. months ago, that was, not, that was not the Pikmin game that Miyamoto spoke about. True. So I think I think whether it's the end of the year or whatever, I think it's possible we could get the the Pikmin the console 4. Pikmin Four.
0: Was that Pikmin Four? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, at some point during the year they tease up an Animal Crossing game coming to the platform.
1: That would be probably a likely scenario.
0: Yeah. I think it's got to happen at some point. Yeah, I think the win. mobile
1: game it, from what I've seen, it looks like a
0: full-blown Oh, that thing's going to make a ton of money. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm excited about Speaking it. Speaking
0: of which, uh did you hear about the new thing? The rumor that came out today. What was it? Uh hold
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Star Wars?
0: Nope, but you're in the you're in the ballpark.
1: Go ahead and tell me. I forgot.
0: Harry what. Potter.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: You're a yeah. wizard, Harry. That's weird. People are going around. That's yeah.
1: got to be mobile, right? I mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's how all their games are. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun when they make their like a uh, Battle Royale one where it's like <laughs> Harry Potter versus Pokemon versus uh the other game they have. I can't remember right now. Harry. <laughs> Harry. What <laughs> do oh, you mean? You didn't tell me weird. <laughs> <laughs> TJ. How do you spell it?
1: Yeah, I said it it yesterday. I'm recycling a joke.
0: Yeah, you are.
1: If you could only know how.
0: That was like the one thing from yesterday I wish we could have cut out was that joke. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the one time like they took us to a full count yesterday.
1: Oh, shut up. (laughs) Let's do this.
0: But we got the strikeout. Um, From an LSU fan to a group of Bama fans. That's right, John. You're a Bama fan now. Mm -mm. Uh, Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, TJ, I gotta give you all credit, and I think Sean will too. You know, even though you It felt like we were in control the whole game, you guys gave us everything you had, and uh, your defense definitely showed up to play, so you all are in the right direction. You put a few of them in the hospital, too. Yeah, yeah, y'all did. Uh, he says, Also, there are two main good games out this year, glad y- to hear y'all attempted to keep up with all of them for your audience. Thank you. No, thank you, TJ. <laughs> And finally,
1: Oh, read it to me.
0: Steven. Read it. says, read it, Chris. Hey guys, no need for Sean to mill man me a switch. I found one here in Maine. Finally, uh, Sean had offered to go out and get him a switch here because apparently they didn't have switches in Maine. No matter where the guy was going, we're like, there's 20 at GameStop right now. They're always, they're
1: they're always at the Phoenix city Walmart.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I found a few here in Maine. Finally, Unfortunately, I'm having a hard time pulling myself away from the PC, aren't we all? I haven't touched my Xbox or PS4 in over a month, and I have a feeling it would happen with the Switch, too. I'm writing to ask a random question, though. Sorry if you mentioned this in the past episode. But what's your favorite game controller of all time? I'm torn between the Xbox 360 and SNES. Uh, I I know you're trying to say there's apparently some dashes or something in here, Steve, but they didn't come through the email. I just don't see them. I just see SNES. Uh, anyway, John, I hope you're back and all is well.
1: Oh, I'm back, baby.
0: And game, he said game one, everyone, everybody, I think he meant saying game on. We'll take, we'll take both. Well, yeah, we will definitely take, take both. Uh, and he says, PS, Jeff, you done good last week. Diddy though? Diddy did though? To me, you know, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> kept it, We kept it out the whole episode but we carried that country slangin' man from Alabama through Bumpkin. the whole episode Bumpkin. just like we do whenever we play PUBG or whatever game it is we just jeff is someone you have to carry through you know he can't stand on his own my seat requires
1: a higher caliber chris and i am disappointed in <laughs> that higher height
0: yeah
1: and that's <laughs> and i'm disappointed that that's what you came up with notice the that Said
0: that? to be fair, to be fair, we could have gone with Mike, which would have been okay. a hundred times worse. We didn't do that. <laughs> Jeff, you beat Mike. I don't know if you're as good as um, uh, the other Mike who's in our party that we've yet to have on the show, because I think he would be the top notch guy. Was there a question? I forgot. Oh, you want to know about the top oh, the uh, controller? And uh, I agree with him. Xbox 360, best controller, no question, my mind.
1: Well, for controllers, Chris, I really go for what what is comfortable. And the three most comfortable controllers I've ever put in my hands <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is the the first one was um, the GameCube controller. Yeah. I thought it was incredibly comfortable. I hate that controller I with love all that my controller. mind. I love it. You just gotta, you just, you, you, once you accept that it was designed for the GameCube in so many ways, I love that controller. My favorite controller is probably the PlayStation 4 controller because Mm -hmm. everything just fits so nicely in your hand. Nothing is out of reach, no button, no interface feels like you're really reaching for anything. But um, I really love the Switch controller. Mm -hmm. Really love that. And I think it's a combination of everything, it's like an amalgamation. Of everything that every controller has ever gotten right,
0: I feel like if you say you love the Switch Pro controller in a way, you're also just saying you love the Xbox 360 controller because yeah, they obviously control I mean, yeah, a lot.
1: You, you got a point there.
0: Yeah. That, the The problem with the the GameCube controller back in the day was, of course, that was the same time as Xbox was out. Right, so we would go play Halo, and you'd have the the original Xbox, the Duke. Controller, <laughs> the, the freaking, yeah, the ginormous controller that's, like, thing it's is, amazing. Like, you it sit, th- sit back now and, like, look at it and go, like, how did they ever think this was a good idea? <laughs> um, <laughs> to go from that to then, like, the really weird juxtaposition of the GameCube controller, which is just the weirdest button set, I think, of any of them. You know, I love it. Yeah, you know, the the I big middle button and then this little... Tiny side button and then these square buttons up top. It was really weird. It was
1: a magical game.
0: Uh, um, game controller. Mm, no. It just
1: it it just fit really comfortably.
0: Well that's all uh, that matters in the end. Your hands are terrible.
1: My hands personally? Yes. That's I'll,
0: completely anecdotal here, but
1: <laughs> they feel good to me. Wait,
0: what? What? He's been saying that for years. (laughs) Uh, This has been episode 128 for the second time.
1: Okay. (laughs) 128. (laughs) Almost
0: 129 uh, Yeah, of of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you want to use. And you'll get a new episode usually on Wednesday at midnight, but it's going to be a little bit later this week because of, of all the errors we had previously mentioned please still download yes uh if there is a rating or review service for your service that you subscribe to drop us a line if you haven't helps people find the show usually but don't mention this <laughs> yeah don't tell them, don't say they told me to do this or else they wouldn't make it anymore we will do that um <laughs> but yeah helps people find us and of course you can always find us on the Twitter is at Weekly Games Chat, and also on Facebook at Weekly Games Chat. John posts things there from time to time. I will sometimes do that with the Facebook too. Uh, until next time, though, I and, do want to
1: say, oh, to the audience. Okay. According to my wife, your wife, my bed has arrived.
0: That's all that matters. You got a place to sleep tonight. I'm proud Praise of you.
1: be to our Lord and Savior. Can I
0: come over and try out your bed? No. No.
1: You've slept in enough of my beds. What?
0: Really have. What? Really have. It's amazing what happens when you're drunk. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, until next time, I will simply say game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean, wherever you're at.
1: Hi, Sean. Game on, Sean.
0: Game mom's box. Thug life. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>